Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State football podcast. It's uh, it's the Cowboy Walk and Talk following Oklahoma State's 24-19 to loss to West Virginia here at Boone Pickens Stadium on Senior Day, a rainy and wet and nasty Senior Day, and um, an unhappy one for Oklahoma State folks, a, uh, a really disappointing loss to what has uh, has mostly been a really disappointing second half of the season. So um, as, I, as, I, as I wrote in my story, Jacob, uh, around, oh, 3.30, 3.45, I, did, I haven't gone back on Twitter to find the exact time when John Paul Richardson caught that pass from Spencer Sanders at TCU early in the second quarter. Uh, but uh, that was October 15th, probably about 3.30, 3.45 in the afternoon. Oklahoma State was undefeated. And up twenty-four to seven on TCU, and it's been a uh, not 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 a consistent free fall. It's been kind of gradual at times, but it's uh, it's definitely been quite a tumble that Oklahoma State has taken to uh, to end up at this point where they finish the season seven and five and and just limping to uh, to the finish. Pretty uh, pretty wild to watch, Jacob. It's it's been I don't remarkable may not be the right term, but maybe it is in a bad way. Remarkably tough to watch. I don't know. It's right. It's when you when you think about it, like they they just been on this roller coaster since where they go down and then they kind of go they kind of go straight for a little bit. They're not really dropping. They're dro- or going up and then. You know, they might go up for a second. They beat Texas. They kind of go up high, and then they go to Kansas, and they just tumble to the bottom of this roller coaster at warp speed for two straight weeks, so they can't get out of it. They get back up. They go down again, and here we are at the bottom of the roller coaster, and it's just been I, – I, it's it, I don't want to say frustrating. It's just been kind of a uh, – I don't know, a bunch of needles poking at at you, which you feel, which you have to feel like as a fan, it's just kind of a slow, painful, gradual misery. Yeah, with with some uh, some really significant blows to the face along the way to uh, to yeah. to make it even worse. So, um, we'll you know we'll get into uh, you know kind of bull thoughts and and things like that. Um, you know, kind of look at at what the off season looks like for this team. But as far as today. Obviously, Garrett Rangel gets the start. Spencer Sanders on the sideline. Uh, you know, not uh, not really expected to to see that, and that, so that was a twist. Obviously, the rain complicated things, particularly in the second half. Ollie Gordon has the uh, the breakout game of of his uh, his young career so far. Uh, so there were uh, there were obviously some some good things to take from uh, from this game, but uh, but the bad outweighed the good. Just like uh, when you look at the defense. Three plays, they allow 147 yards and three touchdowns. The other 60, 61 plays, three points, 180 yards. Um, a really, really strong performance is lost in the three plays that that they give up and and that take down, uh, you know, take them down for the uh, for the day. So, really, um, you know, it's, it, those kind of things are just hard to to, to wrap your head around, Jacob. What uh, what what sticks out? With you, with you as the the big takeaway from this game today, man. Um, I just, I don't know. I think I think the the injuries really just finally took its toll. 
You really yeah. got to see display of what these injuries have cost OSU. You don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your starting running back. Then you lose your backup running back. Uh, you don't have one of your starting guards. You don't. Um, you don't have another guard that's been one of your best linemen for the first half, and he comes back. And then, you know, they, they lose Kendall Daniels, one of their starting safeties, who's really come on strong. And and they're already without one starting safety, and they're without multiple defensive linemen. And it's just, and Corey Black goes down. You lose your starting cornerback, and it just it just keeps piling up and piling up. And it's just kind of like, yeah, this is the season. And and you look at that first half with the running back situation, like it was even with Jaden Nixon playing, they weren't trying to run the ball with the first couple possessions. Right. And and that's just the state of the run game right now with the offensive line struggles, the depth concerns they have. And it's just put OSU behind this eight ball, and they just haven't been able to figure it out. And um, as they, as you said, they limp to the finish line. And, and it's not – you can't point a lot of fingers for a lot of this. I mean, Casey Dunn's working with what he can, and Derek Mason's working with what he can, and um, – there will be some finger point, I think, but I think some of it will be unjustified. Um, but it's to me, the injuries still just pile up in my head when you think about this game in the season. Yeah, it's absolutely been very difficult to to uh, to try to comprehend how impactful all those losses have been. Particularly Spencer Sanders dealing with what he was dealing with, and uh, you know, if uh, if if that shoulder issue doesn't flare up. You wonder how different this season could have been, but um, you know, it's uh, at the at the at the same time, you know. And I understand, yes, they did have a, a couple of offensive linemen who were out, and they had you know different guys filling in for for those two guys throughout uh, the last few games. Uh, but the the lack of growth and development from that group mm-hmm. over over the last four years under Charlie Dickey is is certainly concerning. You know they're they they've got some individual pieces that look pretty solid and guys that that pop up with uh, some good games from time to time, but uh, the lack of sustained success from that group and uh, you know to the point that they can't even try to run the ball, uh, you know down down the stretch this season. I mean they they came out with uh, with no intent of trying to run the ball today and uh, they went to the air what was it twenty seven times in the in the first half trying to make something happen. And, um, you know, I, th- I thought Rangel played pretty well in the first half, throws for uh, what 148 yards, something like that mm-hmm. in the first half, misses a couple of throws that could have gone for big yardage, uh, just uh, just a hair off one way or the other that uh, that, that could have changed the game, uh, had some drops, uh, particularly late in the game when when the rain was getting a little bit more heavy. So a lot of, uh, of near misses. Uh, just is just a day full of close calls on the offense. It was interesting listening to Casey Dunn talk about you know he he came in with his his list of of big plays that he wanted to 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 take the shots he wanted to take and at the end of the day he had he had checked off everything on that list and not one of them hit for a big play and uh, you know as he says they if they hit one of them the the result is different so. That was uh, that was uh, obviously a frustrating thing for Dunn. Um, you know the uh, the sudden reemergence of the uh, run game there when Ollie Gordon got in the game late in the second quarter, and then Jason Brooks comes back in. Um, you know after missing a game and a half with injury uh, at left guard, I thought reinvigorated some things, and mm-hmm. and you suddenly saw some uh, some movement there. You, you saw the uh, you know the best individual performance that we've seen from an OSU running back all season. 
topping uh, Dominic Richardson's 131 yards against Arizona State, and you saw them finally have something they could rely on. But it just got to the point where they were uh, they were in a hole that they that they couldn't couldn't climb out of. So uh, the the level of of disappointment just uh, just kept growing as you watched. You know, a ball th- slip through Braden Johnson's fingertips, or uh, you know, an overthrow on the uh, the two point conversion try, or uh, whatever it might be. Just all the close calls were were just uh, it was it was death by a thousand cuts as far as the offense went today. Ah, you, that's the phrase I was looking for earlier. Couldn't come up with it. I'm glad you nah, got that. Very good. That's uh, that's 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 why we're beat partners. Always yeah. uh, always on the same page. All right. Well. Um, you know now, uh, the bowl situation gets uh, gets very complicated, and you've got to try to uh, to, you know, kind of uh, kind of like a peacock trying to make yourself big uh, so that uh, so that people notice at this point because uh, obviously Texas has the better record uh, depending on what happens the rest of the day today could be a big logjam of seven win teams in the middle of the pack, and you know it's all about. Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, honestly it comes back to uh, comes back to that logo that that Mike Gundy was yep. so proudly uh, talking about it after that Notre Dame win at the in the Fiesta Bowl. Now that's what carries you to a a better bowl slot because you've got to be an attractive program and and you know when you're looking at a team that's lost five of their last seven and is limping in the way that that Oklahoma State is, it's going to be hard to to sell yourself. At this point, and you know who knows what happens with uh, you know players opting out, players hit the transfer portal, uh, players uh, you know deciding not to uh, stick around for uh, for a COVID year and and decide to go ahead and, and call it quits now. Those type of things are going to be happening over the next few weeks as as the Cowboys get ready to get started in bowl practices, and all of those things are are going to be important to uh, to what kind of team Oklahoma State is putting on the field but uh, but when you look at a, at a bowl I would say the Alamo Bowl is uh, is definitely out at this point uh, I don't feel like that's um, a bummer even, I wanted to go to San Antonio I was really hoping for a San Antonio trip um, but you know whether the Alamo Bowl takes Texas or not um, you know we discussed uh, I think we discussed it on the last podcast that, that they've been to two of the last three. Alamo Bowl, so they might attack, the Alamo Bowl might want something some different blood, uh, but that said, it's still unlikely that Oklahoma State is the uh, is the blood that they uh, that they yeah. come looking for at that point. So, a lot of uh, a lot of, of things at play. If, once you get past that, you're looking at the Cheez It Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Liberty Bowl. In that order, I think Oklahoma State ends up at one of those, but it's really hard to project exactly which one. Any thoughts there, Jacob? You said Texas Cheez It. And Liberty in that order, che- right? Cheese it, it, Texas, Liberty. Ooh, I kind of think it's going to be Texas or Liberty myself, but I don't know. It, yeah, it kind of kind of feels that way when you uh, you know you get into the mesh of the of the the middle of the pack there. That certainly seems like that's the direction things are are going to end up going. So obviously, such a. Uh, a you know, like we talked about, it was it was it was gradual uh, at times, and and it was uh, falling off a cliff at times, and um, but it was it was a whole lot of downhill for the last um, you know six and a half games of of the season. So uh, difficult one to swallow. Um, you know, I I know a lot of fans, uh, or at least a uh, a small group of vocal fans, would like to see changes 
either at the top with Gundy or with Casey Dunn. You've always got those folks that are out there. Uh, I think uh, I think if anything changes, it uh, it probably uh, is more focused on the offensive line and trying to rejuvenate what uh, what has fallen there. I'm not saying anybody's getting fired, but uh, but we'll see what what direction they go because I think mm-hmm. uh, besides besides injuries, I think offensive line has to be the uh, the biggest disappointment of the uh, of the year. Absolutely, I mean that's just a group that has really struggled. Um, even when healthy, they haven't yes. done. They just haven't. They haven't met expectations for this group, and uh, it's a problem. And I think it's going to be, like I said, I don't. I'm with you. I don't. Think, I think it's going to be addressed in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I, I think the. Uh, I think the recruiting class. A lot of people look at that. I think they rank like 70 right now with the recruiting class that they've got. Um, I think that will uh, will make a move up as they uh, as they start to fill out the class a little bit better um so i don't i don't see that being i'm not saying they're going to be all of a sudden top 25 but that's never been their mo here that's never been something that you expect from a a gunny recruiting class they're more about about (coughs) excuse me finding guys that fit their culture and then developing them (coughs) so that's uh you know with that you're going to end up in the the 30 to 35 range most years and I think that's probably where they'll uh, they'll get back to once they are able to fill out the class. They've only got ten guys committed right now, so that'll all all, uh, all that stuff will be things that that you and I will get to discuss. We'll have a couple more podcasts throughout bowl season. Hopefully, we get to make it back over to Stone Cloud at some point and, uh, and hang out there for uh, for a night or two as uh, as December goes along. But um, with that. Other than the, uh, the the fact that this is not the traditional cowboy walk and talk, we're actually indoors and and avoiding the uh, the weather this time. Uh, other than that, I think it's uh, time to go ahead and wrap this thing up with the most important thing I forgot. Oh well, that's uh, I'm gonna go positive. How about Jason Taylor um, grabbing yet another interception? It's his right? third straight game with an interception. He's got six on the season, um, which as currently right now has him tied for the national lead. Um, he, right. le- he leads the Big 12. Um, he's a semifinalist for the Thorpe Award, which I would think six interceptions and the 80-some-odd tackles, right, I think he has is uh, right. maybe around 90 now. Uh, he had four today. Um, would put him in uh, probably a chance to get in that finalist group. And uh, I'd say he's, a, he's uh, at worst a bubble guy. At yes. worst a bubble guy for the top three at that point. Yeah, and uh, – Talking with him, it would mean a lot. Uh, I talked with him today right. about it, and he's an Oklahoma kid. He's from Carl Albert, and um, he talked about you know his senior year. We picked him as our defensive player of the year in the All State team, and mm-hmm. uh, he got to go to the Thorpe Award Banquet and accept an award from us and um, and the Thorpe Association. And uh, he said that was the day that he made a goal to win the Thorpe Award, and so um, that was. Really cool to hear him talk about that, and so I think it'd be really cool to see if he gets a chance to actually get the award. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, even to see him um, just get in the top three would be would be really cool and, and really deserved for a guy that's uh, just such a big play magnet. Uh, uh, one of the most remarkable things about this team, really, the last two years, has been his ability to show up in crucial moments, and you know today was uh, was a similar one. Uh, to get uh, to get that interception and get some momentum going in the in the right direction, even though it didn't uh, didn't ultimately pay off. So, 
Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be coming to you with with more with a couple more bowl season podcasts to uh, you know cover the developments of uh, of this program, the pages that uh, that turn over the next couple of weeks. We'll see how the uh, you know how the opt outs go and uh, and the transfer portal and all of those things. And uh, here in a couple of weeks, we'll be getting to go back to uh, practices and 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 talk to uh, players again, and uh, and we'll do our best to share all of that with you as well. Once, uh, once Oklahoma State knows where they're heading for the postseason. So with that, I believe it is uh, time to go ahead and wrap this thing up and head out into, uh, into the rain if there's any uh, still out there and, and, uh, and go ahead and close the door on this edition of the Cowboy Chronicles. And uh, we will be talking to you at a date to be determined, but sometime in the future. So thank you for listening to the Cowboy Chronicles.